All right, we're recording. Hello, you guys. What's up? It's me, Nicholas. You're listening to Elitist Anthropology, and this is day four of Sundance. This is actually the first episode I've ever recorded such a large audience. There's quite a few people here more than normal. Normally, it's me. If I have a guest, a guest, and then a co-producer, Raylan. Shout out to Raylan. She's not here. She's in New York. Um, but today... Everyone in my hostel is here. <laughs> Everyone is in my hostel is here. Um, and including uh, someone from my hostel who we've been locked in. We showed up on the same day. We're leaving on the same day. We've been sleeping in the same bunk. Charlie, do you want to introduce yourself? Hello, hello. I'm Charlie. Yes, yeah, same bunk, but separate beds, make that clear. Separate beds, yeah. I'm on the top. And I'm <laughs> on the bottom. Um, Hate that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Charlie, how's your Sunday been going? It's been good. It's my first Sundance, first film festival as well. Really? So Are you a big film guy or was this like a offshoot? Just like a... Big film guy, but I just decided to come last minute. And because I, I originally want to get to Cannes in May. And I was like, wait, mm-hmm. Sundance is January and I have yeah. enough money. Let's just go. Okay. Very sick. Is this your first time in America? This is... No, I think I've been here around seven or eight times. But oh, wow. So it's still like I still got a bit of a culture shock every time I come here yeah in some way or another first time in Utah first time in Utah what yeah. do you think so far first impressions I got off the plane everyone was super nice the I got food yeah. like compared to no offense to LA but I remember the check-in flight agents were just miserable and like yeah everyone in Utah has been just so pleasant and just mm-hmm. low like just low maintenance I think yeah yeah you're very lucky Utah I feel is kind of like it's like a own little planet a little bit Everyone just feels a lot more chill here. I think I've been to I've been to LA heaps and New York three mm-hmm. times, and I'm just a big American personalities maybe. Um, okay. Utah seems just a little bit more okay. I don't know. Yeah, it's because they're all Mormon. So true. What did you see today? <laughs> I saw the Outrun with Sarah Roman. Sarah Ronan. Ronan. And okay. Yeah. So it was a Scottish film. Um, is it set in Scotland or it's set in England? Set in Scotland. Okay. Oh, I don't want to confuse Ireland and Scotland. Is it Scotland? Don't don't confuse that. We no, have a, a big Irish following. They'll be mad. It was. Hang on. It was Irish accents. I'm sure well, it was Irish, but she, they talked about so it was a Scottish film. Is it maybe the director is Scottish? Maybe that's it. No, because Saoirse's Irish. Saoirse's is Irish. It takes place in Scotland, bro. You are not paying attention. Oh, okay, yes. Between London okay. and Scotland. Okay. Okay. All right, and what do you think? Look, it it I thought it was a little bit dull in ways. It was a little bit dull. That's what I, I read the so when I was putting the way that it works at Sundance is that they put out the program of all the movies, like before it starts. You can go into this horrible app and you can <laughs> <laughs> you can start to try to like put your, you know, schedule together and read all of the stuff that's coming. And I read the description for that movie, The Outrun, and I was like, this seems really bleak. Like she's like in this like kind of dull island or like seaside town. Mm, yeah. Sad. And very banshees of Vina Sharon, just that sort of exact same. Yeah. Yeah. Setting. And I tried to watch that and I fell asleep. Uh, okay. It, it's true. I've been I'm I'll, I'll fall asleep in a movie. I'm really one thing I'm learning at Sundance is like my taste in film. I thought I was a little bit more sophisticated than I was, but I've been seeing a lot of movies where people are like just whispering for a few hours or like I saw a Sasquatch sunset and they were just like, whoo, 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 
like just like like making noises the entire time and like i'm kind of like a baby a little bit i need people to talk and like tell me what's going on and kind of make it clear just some dialogue just to keep it just to keep the show running yeah 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 it it definitely didn't have that much dialogue i found Mm, okay um and i and even how to have sex how did you thought i but you know i loved that movie yeah I was a big... What did you think of How to Have Sex? This is... You've had some time to ruminate. I've had... That was day... One. One. And we're day yeah, four. at the so library. At the library. And... Yeah, I've had a lot of time to ruminate. Mm-hmm. And there is something... I was trying to pinpoint... There is something I didn't like about it. Okay. And... It occurred to me today... It's just that... I love a good climax. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> if you've ever seen that movie... It's, <laughs> it's really funny. Okay. It's... um, It... So what I mean by is I, I, I love when something's building to something and I, could, I felt like one of the climaxes in How to Have Sex mm-hmm. was them finally being able to talk to each other about what had happened. Okay. And, and that was, was like at the very end. And that was at the very end. And yeah. I was sort of, I think I was just a bit impatient because I was just waiting for that to happen. Okay. And I just thought, okay, this, I know what the climax is. It could have come sooner. I don't know. I was just impatient. I think... So I liked that movie, but I think that it will not do well in America. Like I was uh, standing in the press line today and me and one of the other reporters were talking about it. And he, he asked me like, oh, does it have a distributor yet? And I was like, I don't think it has a distributor in the States yet because I feel like American audiences, they really like like a hero, like a win. Like, yes, like she did it. Mm. And if you compare that movie to have you seen your monster? No. Okay. Have you have you seen it? So, okay. In your monster, like the woman, it's like kind of the same thing. It's like a, a woman versus a man kind of thing. But the woman, when she wins, it's like a big hurrah moment. Yes, yeah, she does it. And how to have sex, she doesn't really have that. Like the climax is her finally being able to be open, but it's like about resiliency rather than like heroism. And so I feel like that's just not gonna click with American at audiences. The Grove on a Friday night. Mm. No. Well, that's what I coming from Australia and coming here and sitting in American theaters and just mm. being with What's American crowds. Like? It's been, I mean, every, the buzz, there's a lot of energy. Every Previously when I've been to cinemas in America, mm-hmm. there's just an, always an energy. I went and saw Joker in like San Francisco. Oh. And it was like, <laughs> people were like yelling at the screen. I'm like, what is A lot of Joker types in that area. <laughs> oh, okay. So that was obviously in the pocket of San Fran that's going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> in the bay in san francisco i think there's a, a lot of people that would be like yeah it's joker he's just like me <laughs> i just find I th- and i love it though because there's just a lot more energy and clapping and even in thelma at the mm. at, same with that climax where yeah, she's the hero yeah and the audience was roaring and clapping and cheering and it's just fun yeah in australia they don't do that not really Everyone what part of australia are you from i'm from melbourne Living okay. in Sydney. Um, okay. So there's just a, there's a, I don't think there's a laid backness to Australians. Everyone's just a little less. Mm. Bless you. Um, no one really takes up a whole lot of space. So everyone okay. just does their own thing. Bit chill. It's very. Yeah, it goes about their day. There's just no real drama. It is what it is, sort of culture. And even in a, like, even in a context, I feel like movies in general, if you go to see them, at the right time 
So like the Friday night that it premieres or if it's like if it's a family movie and you see it like with a bunch of kids or something like if you see it with the right crowd, even if it's not a festival, you'll still get a lot of like interaction. Like the first Friday night that like a horror movie comes out in October, like that theater is going to be jumping. But like festivals, I feel like there's almost an even more charged energy because it's like there's like money on the line. Like it's like big like you could watch a movie and be like, oh my gosh, like somebody's about to make $10 million tomorrow. Like this is mm-hmm. crazy. And it kind of like adds to it. And people are so hyped up to like be like in the know. So I think Sundance has like a very even heightened, like more heightened yeah. than your average. That's okay. Yeah. Good point. It's yeah. It, I think a lot of the jokes in how to have sex, they landed mm-hmm. like there was a very British film. And I think yeah, I've known that as Australians that, what British culture is and it yeah I think I was surprised at how many jokes Americans were understanding mm-hmm. I guess it's just comedy across the board it's, it's yeah a joke is a joke so but I so think true. Um, yeah the American audience is a uh, yeah just a lot of energy would you come back to Sundance I think I would yeah you think you would it's when I the first two films I mean, and this is... I've only seen four days. But the first two what days... What all have you seen? What have I... Like, what movies have you seen? Well, the first two days, How to Have Sex and mm-hmm. Freaky Tales. Okay. Sorry, How to Have Sex and... Hang on, what was the other one? Friday Night. Outrun was today. It, oh, American... Society, American Society of, of Magical, Magical Negroes. Negroes. Did you feel like you understood that movie? Um, in what? What do you mean? In what? Well, okay. Understood it. Like just line? like un- like like. Did you feel like you were like getting it? Like were you watching it and you were like, I underst- I I I got what's going on. Like I get it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't yeah. sort of confused at any point. I thought it was pretty simple to understand. I think. Yeah. I yeah. I didn't feel lost. I would agree. I would agree. Yeah, no, it wasn't too esoteric and it was, yeah. Um, yeah, quite clear. Okay, so you saw How to Have Sex, you saw The American Society. But having those two films first, I really started to think, oh my God, is Sundance this like politically charged mm. festival? Is this, where yeah. it's, is, is this every film? Because all the Q&As and the panels, were, it was yeah. just opening up the divisive chat. I was like, oh my God, this is actually quite a heavy festival and then i saw yeah. freaky tales and Thelma. i was like oh okay this is there's a lot <laughs> going on it's fine and this isn't just um um yeah talking politics the whole time so yeah um but it's it's sorry what was it? circle back i just asked what you saw oh and then i saw freaky tales and then i saw Aaron and five in total Thelma. five in total yeah and Thelma. okay okay um, and if I were to rank them? Yeah, rank them. From worst, Outrun. And then... Seriously, Ronin's having a terrible year because Foe was shit too. Oh, that's right. <laughs> you said that. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. Oh, you haven't? Uh, I, I wouldn't. But he directed Lion and I loved Lion. And I said, I've got to go see Foe. But... I mean, maybe if you like his directing style, then maybe it will work for you. But I've never seen a movie by him before. And I think that movie, it's based off a book and it's just not material that adapts well because it's like 
I would imagine the book is really, really focused on the interiority like of the characters. And so that doesn't necessarily translate into plot that an audience can watch on screen. So there's just lots of scenes where it's just like, and then they were sad. And then the wind blew. And then there was a sandstorm. Oh my God. But like not really a lot of like moving forward actions that you want to actually see on the screen info. I definitely didn't hear any buzz after it sort of premiered. Yeah, I didn't even see it in... I mean, I'm sure it went to somebody's theater somewhere, but I didn't see it in the theater oh, uh, okay. here. I think it came out, yeah, in Australia, and I remember mm-hmm. hearing the buzz, but then not for long. A <laughs> um, uh, tough year. Okay, so Outrun's number five. Outrun five. Four would be, I think, How to Have Sex. Okay. Um, and then number three... American Society. Okay. Number two, Freaky Tales. Number one, Thelma. Number one, Thelma. I would echo that. I do think Thelma's the best film that I've seen here. I think just because it balanced... I I don't think that you're so far off base with thinking that at Sundance, people are doing stuff that's a little bit more... Not cerebral, but just like more charged, more topical. It's not necessarily trying to like be like a crowd pleaser. Uh... And I think that Thelma and its commentary on like elder elder care and like elder care, people being old and being disposed of, people being scammed, like that's a really, really big problem that we have in America. There was another movie that came out about it called The Beekeeper that came out maybe two weeks ago. And it's sort of like imagine Thelma, but instead of it being the old woman who, you know, gets her money back, imagine if she commits suicide and then her neighbor is John Wick. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, <laughs> and then he goes to, like, you know, do it. And then also, did you see I Care A Lot? No. That's on Netflix. That's a good one. It's with Rosamund Pike. But she basically plays, that movie follows, like, the scammer. Oh, so okay. if the scammer was the woman from Gone Girl, like, oh, like yeah. she's, like, that type of, like, mentalist mob boss kind of crazy. Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, what was, what, why did I start saying that? But, yeah, the movies are, I think they all kind of have that charge, but Thelma is the one that balances the topicalness and the wanting to have a strong commentary on American society with also being funny and being enjoyable. Mm. And like you leave not feeling like, damn, that made me think so much, but just like, wow, like that was so good. And like, it feels very like emotionally compelling. Yeah. And I think any, any film with an old, older couple, mm-hmm. elderly couple is actually just really adorable. And I think it's, mm-hmm. I've never seen a film that talks about the scamming. Really? Of, I think that's such a just smart idea. Is that like a big thing in Australia, like robocalls and like elder people scams? Um, I think, yeah, I think it's common, yeah. I've, I haven't known anyone personally that's been scammed, but... Do you remember the first time that you got a robocall? Oh my God, I think I... S- not a robocall, but I remember trying to sell something on like Marketplace. Mm-hmm. It's like an Apple Watch. Okay. And... He fully like exchanged numbers. He sounded mm. so legit. He called me and he's like, "Hey, what what's the size? What's the battery? What's the percentage? You know, um, any scratches?" And then mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh my god, he really wants to buy it." And then he started being like, "Hey, I've got the money. Do you mind just sending it? And then I'll transfer it. Um, it's, yeah. it's I've got the money, but I'll just send it. Um, and if you can please mail it like just ASAP." And I was really thinking, mm. "Oh my god, I could." Like I might, and then yeah. 
uh, he was just really trying, trying to convince me like yeah yeah just post it man you'll be fine like and i'll get you the money like literally like tomorrow it's going to come through like it's going to be in your account yeah and i was like in my head i was like oh my god yeah of course like it will mm-hmm. and then i remember just talking to my housemate he's like um <laughs> I was like, should I just send it? And he's like, absolutely not. You don't do anything <laughs> until the money is in your account and then you send it. Yeah. Um, but just the way he like manipulated me and just gaslighted me, I was like, well done. Yeah. Like that was so, he just pretended like he really knew what he was talking about with the watch. He really like mm. sounded like he wanted it. And then I was yeah. this close to going to the post office and being like, yep, um, I'll get the money tomorrow. Yeah. Online scammers can be quite persuasive. The first time I got a robocall, I was maybe like 19 and they called me and they were like, they left a message that was like, the IRS is looking for you. This is super important. Da, 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 da. And I just remember thinking like, well, I don't really have any fucking money. So they, I guess they'll just have to come get me. Like, I don't know what to do. But I actually recently got scammed very successfully. I was trying to buy some concert tickets to this very small artist in Los Angeles. Um, well, he's like, he's well known in Brazil, but he's not really known in America. And it was totally sold out. But I, so I was looking in the comments and there was a person like, oh, I'm selling a ticket to this concert, like DM me, like I can sell you mine. And it was such a small artist that I was like, how would the scammers get here? They don't know mm. Rogue from Brazil. <laughs> like nobody knows Rogue from Brazil. Like they don't know, they, they, like why, like why would they be trying to scam at this moment? It doesn't make any sense. So DM, I'm DMing the girl. It's kind of the same thing. She's like, oh yeah, I was going to go with my sister. I'm like looking through her page because I'm like, is this a scammer? And like, her page was kind of random, but like it had pictures for a long, you know, like a pretty decent long way back. It's just like, okay, she's not a super user fiend like I am to have a picture, you know, fucking every week of the year. Like, and she was like, okay, yeah, just vin- or like download the app because like the tickets uh, came on the Dice app. Dice also app I've used all the time. So I was like, okay, yeah, like this is all good. Sent her my $45 never received my tickets i was so mm. sad i was like damn it she fucking got me they're getting better <laughs> like how did she know because that's like that's where they were selling the tickets like how it was all coming together so i was really resonating with thelma i was like damn yeah. girl like <laughs> it's just becoming more elaborate like you just think yeah because there's a, i think the whole the iphone thing as soon as they know your passcode they if they mm. know that then they've got your face id they've got your bank like your life is in your phone and mm. that eight digit six digit number is your life and people have been literally yeah. just locked out of their accounts they get in their emails it's their banks wiped out just yeah. and be terrified to know like i couldn't get into my iCloud photos like that's my all my memories that's why gone. i'm a i'm a i've been pretty fanatical about shooting uh with disposables for like the past year because i'm actually very worried about that because i'm like what if i get dementia and i can't remember anything then I can't get into my iCloud <laughs> and like all my memories just gone. How am I going to remember who I am? hundred percent. But yeah, I've got, I've got uh, negatives now. So like, I'll be able to remember. You keep the negatives. I keep the negatives. Yeah. If I get them, there's, I will, I was living in New York for most of last year and I had a place where they would give me the negatives back since I've been in LA. I haven't found a place that will give me the negatives back, but I, I've only developed one camera oh. there. I've been shooting really, really slow. Like it takes me like a good two months to yeah, get, get through the, the 27 roll. to get to 27 photos and i brought like three cameras with me because i i don't know why at a film festival where you sit in the dark yeah. and look at something i thought i was going to be taking so many pictures <laughs> but i brought like three cameras with me and i think i've, I've taken probably mm, four photos 
maybe five. Sometimes I feel like because I did the same. I brought my disposable, mm. thinking, I, yeah, you just sort of get you forget you've got a camera unless you're a photographer. Like I'm not really. Yeah, I if with the disposable camera, I'll I'll shoot, but. I used to have a like this like vintage Japanese like metal heavy metal film camera and I stopped carrying around because it was heavy mm. and I was like I just don't want it that bad and I used to also have a um, do you remember those like I forget what they're called like Instax cameras it's oh, like you instant. take it and it prints out like right then yeah my aunt bought one and then she was like I hate this. You have it. And she gave it to me and I couldn't get through a roll of film because it was so awkward to carry around. Like the shape was really weird. It wasn't even that it was heavy, but I just couldn't like style it properly. Mm. Yeah. And you did you have you got the strap for the disposable? No. You got a, a lanyard over the I shoulder? just keep it in my cargo pants. Oh. Right Fair. here, like on the side pocket or my backpack. It's very, very Jacob Elordi. As far as yeah. the human, he stole airport. my swag. He is one of the world's most beautiful men. You're a big truly. Jacob Elordi fan. Massive fan. Did you see? Okay, what did you think about? Oh yeah, he did host SNL today oh, or yesterday. That. Um, what did you think of Saltburn? I thought I loved the aesthetic. I thought it was okay. some of the characters, which is freaking hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um. But I wasn't satisfied at the end. Really? I just didn't think he was that clever. Mm. And I don't think that his intentions were clear Yeah. at all in the whole movie. You know, I don't think so either. And at first, I was really conflicted about this. Like, I was like, why did he do all that? Like, what was the purpose? But as I ruminated on it, I feel like Emerald Fennel was trying to comment on the fact that, like, some people in the middle class and the upper middle class, like... They don't want to eat the rich for the purpose of like changing the class system. They just want to be the ballers. Hmm. That's a real group of people that exists. And she just wanted to, you know, include them in the narrative. And I was like, okay, like real. Like I know some people like that that are like, if they could trade places with Jeff Bezos, they would. Hmm. They'd be like, yo, let's do it. Fuck it. Fuck it. Let's do it. ASAP. Yeah. It, I mean, it, it, it did have a lot of charm, and I thought Roseman Pike was by far the funniest. Oh, like yeah, she she's just, hilarious. I feel like she carried that film. Yeah. Um, what did you think of Priscilla? That I haven't seen yet, because I don't think it's out in Australia. In fact, I think it's, it came out the day I left, um, on the 18th. I did not like it, because I thought it was very boring. <laughs> I, <laughs> you thought it was boring too, right? No. You didn't think it was boring? I I can I mean I can sit for a long movie like a long movie is not a problem like fucking Avatar the Way of the Water even though that sucked it sucked but it wasn't boring Priscilla though like is actually it's actually boring like but it's not long is it no it's kind of long really it's like two hours like two hours two hours but <laughs> nothing happens nothing happens it's a, it explores Priscilla and their relationship. It doesn't explore that? anything. Really? It's just one event after another. So do you think I should see it or not? If you're a Jacob Elordi fan, you should see it. He's yeah. in a lot of it. Well, I've heard his accent's really good. He did a good Elvis, I think. 
but I think there there was like not a lot to his role. I would say. Jacob. Okay. Yeah, like his. Uh, focused on her. Little one. Hey baby. That's like his two lines the whole movie. Right. Oh, that's a shame. Little one. Oh my god, thank you. That's it. You want some chicken? He's just there because he has to be. Yeah, and it's like about her, but then she also is just kind of just like hanging out. It's just like a vibe sesh Mm. for two hours, which is a lot to watch. But I will say, in Sofia Coppola's defense, I went the theater I went to see it to. Their AC was out, and it was a full theater, so it was very hot. And also, nothing was happening on screen. There's nothing worse being irritated watching a movie. That was me in Outrun today. I don't know. I was just like my mind Mm. was racing. And then you're watching a film and it's the timeline's out of whack. I'm like, what is going on? And I was sitting there getting frustrated. Fresh any movie is the worst. I saw, um, today I saw Tenderberry. I How's think that? you should watch that. It was very good. Well, yeah, I, I will. I thought I really liked it. There were people getting up during the screening and leaving. Mid, so, mid screen. Yeah. Wow. I've never seen that yet. I saw, I, I started seeing it on the first day. Like okay. I went to see Frida, uh, the documentary. People got up and walked out of that. And um, I've always been curious when people are walking out. Is that mm-hmm. are they making a statement? They thinking because usually if you've bought a ticket, you would sit and watch the whole thing. Yeah, but I do hear at festivals, everyone, if you don't like it, will just get up and leave. Is that just the culture of well, a festival? I think it's two. It could be two things. So the one thing could be that like people don't like it. So they're just like, whatever, like I'm over this. I think I was talking with someone in the press line today and like, or not, maybe not today. It was yesterday or no, it was what fucking day was the freaky tales P and I, maybe that was Friday. We were standing in the line and he said that he got up and walked out of the movie that he was in so that he could get in the line for freaky tales. So it, but he didn't end up getting into freaky tales cause it was, packed already with like higher level pass holders and so he was like upset so i think some people are like trying to do a time schedule thing yeah okay yeah and i think some people too are like if you're working trying to buy a movie you could be in a screening and then you have to leave the screening to go to a meeting Uh, okay and so that could also be the thing but some people are just leaving because they didn't like i think people were walking out of on on frida which showed on thursday there was nothing going on there was no meetings there was nothing happening i think people were just like not into it right first i don't know i i wanted to walk out of sasquatch sunset but i didn't but i was sitting in the very front row so i can't see if people behind me walked out but i i can only if if there is a god somebody got up and walked out of that movie uh yeah, but Tenderberry people walked out, but I really liked it. But it's, I think it will be very, like, polarizing. Okay. Yeah. And then I saw um, Exhibiting Forgiveness. Okay. That was really good. That was really good. It was kind of like a Tennessee Williams play, almost. Very similar to American Fiction. And also not quite the same as the American society of magical Negroes. Like it, it wasn't that same plot, but it had some of the same like topics or some of the same discussions, but just in a smarter way. Like it wasn't a comedy. Like it was like a, a drama, like a dark family drama. And that was really, that was really sick. And then I saw the mother of all lies, which I thought I was like, I was not into that at all. 
So you've really seen you've you've seen way more than me. I saw five. I saw um, two the first day, two the second day, and then th- three, and then three. So I've seen wow. ten. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Double. Yeah, but that's because yesterday and today I was basically in screenings all day. I did go to some. Have you been to any of the panels? No, I I feel like being on my come from Australia, bought single tickets sort of mm-hmm. vibe. I didn't get to s- go into too many events. I don't know. I felt very on the outside. What was it here. like as a as a uh, common ticket holder? Would you say that your Sundance, like, were you seeing the things that you wanted to see? Or were you, like, <laughs> just, like, walking around? Well, <laughs> the audience is laughing. Studio audience <laughs> is tearing is it up. I was talking yesterday about how I'm realizing all the different levels of elitism oh, in with the Sundance. I love the pass holders and... They, they love to let you know who they are and what they oh are. Oh, yeah. Got to keep the pass holder facing out so you can have the picture showing. Yeah. I still haven't got my tickets. I have <laughs> <laughs> you still haven't got I'm, you, There's, like, working press, and then there's press, and then there's, like, SIO industry, and then there's, like, some other level of industry, and then there's, like, VIP, and then there's, like, super VIP. It's, it's Hollywood. It's Yeah, in Utah. It's like a colony. Yeah. Yeah. It. What were we just saying about? I was gonna say like, I, I'm asking, like, do you feel like you're in the festival, like you're really in the mix, or do you feel like you're just showing up for movies? I, uh, mm, good question. I do feel like I'm showing up for movies. I still feel slightly on the outside, but I don't know if that's just me being a foreigner as well, feeling mm. like there's just a cultural language barrier. I seem to have to jump into coming to America. Okay. Um, I don't know so I feel yeah I just feel a little on the outside in that yeah. way but I think as a, as a common man buying single tickets yes I've done better than I've thought you've seen like some of the higher like I've seen more movies than you but I think you've seen more of like the bangers yeah and I think I just that was just luck I don't know because yeah I only bought in Australia I had to get up at 4am to buy tickets and they all like the single tickets sold out in minutes for those like Thelma and Outrun. That was the two I got, and everything else sold sold out in five minutes. Yeah. So I just for the other three was yeah went into waitlist and mm-hmm. got in. I only learned how to. I only learned how the waitlist worked today. Somebody was explaining it to me because like with my pass, so I have the working press pass, which is the I think just like one step above ticket holder, okay. and apparently for movies that are just like showing. So like we can go to the pr- they have press and industry screenings, but for the screenings that are just open to all the ticket holders, we're al- we're able to waitlist, and if we get to the front of the waitlist, we don't have to pay. Like they'll just let us in. Oh, that's pretty good. Cool. to pay. Yeah. I didn't know how to get onto the waitlist. Like I didn't know where there was a button. I didn't know what to click or anything. And so uh. when we were when I was in line for. Um, exhibiting forgiveness today the guy was explaining to me that you have to click the sold out button that's gray and looks non-clickable to oh, get onto the wait list I, yes i know it doesn't make any sense but he was like you click it and then like a box pops up and you are able to get on the wait list and it gives you a number but then when you get the number like so you could get number one or you could get number 200 right yeah but it's yeah. all based around who gets who's actually there 30 minutes before so if you're there 30 yes. minutes before even if you're number 200 you are now number one in front of whoever was mm. on the thing Every time you're 
No, it doesn't make sense. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, getting in super early. You just so. had to get. You had to get there early. Even for ticket holders, like last night at at the Thelma screening, I was mm. one of the last ten seats to get in, and there was still yeah, fifty people behind me with tickets, and they couldn't yeah. get a seat. So, the waitlist is there. I don't know. They there's no way they got in, but yeah, I thought that was a bit stiff. Like you can't. Yeah. I get. I get the pass holders get priority, and but it has to be. You got to set it to a limit, because if. And then they said, if you've bought a ticket, mm-hmm. we're not actually going to give you a refund. Do you give a voucher? I think you get a voucher. Or do you do get a refund? Oh, okay. Yeah, it's... It so it's like, so you, if you have a ticket, but you don't get in the screening, they give you like a rain check. But the rain check does not guarantee that you you could get a rain check for your rain check. Like you could be caught in this. You could be caught on the outside. Yeah. It's crazy. I was sitting in a panel today and I so I'm sitting there and they're like serving breakfast or whatever. And there was this guy and he was like a like a Japanese gangster kind of vibe. And whatever panel had been before, he like walks up to him and he's like, hey, like we want to make because uh, it was in the Sun House, which all their panels were focused on, like uh, Asian representation in film. So he walks up to the guy and he's like, hey, like. Uh, my production company, our mission is to make a movie in every country in Asia. I've rented a house uh, down the street, and at 10 o'clock tonight, we're going to be having a dinner. It is not a party. You do not have a plus one. Please give me your email. I would love to invite you so that we can talk you know, further about this. And that was like the first moment that I've had where I was like, oh, <laughs> it's just scammer. It's scammer. Where I was like, oh, like there really is like another world going on at this festival that I can, like, I thought like, oh like okay the industry stuff is like happening like on main street like in these lodges and then i got in the lodge and realized like no the industry stuff is like happening like in the, the back streets in the, in, the, in the chalets at 10 p.m that you oh. get like a, a text to like show up to it's, it's like it's very underbelly mini levels yeah yeah but la is it's interesting that they re- like i feel like sundance has um a very like indie earthy like super crunchy identity but that same dynamic of like how the backroom deal runs everything is still extremely prevalent in the way that this festival operates i feel right this is territory i'm unfamiliar with Mm, really Mm. what do you do for work currently i I wait tables um aspiring director aspiring director yeah do you have a uh do you have any uh films that people can check out of my own, mm-hmm. you can find me on Instagram. Okay. Wow, Jack Sanders. Nothing. Um, no, just a lot of treatments at this a stage. A lot of treatments. Um, you've caught me in the real, real early days. Oh, um, did you just recently decide that you wanted to be a director? I went to drama school. Oh, really? Um, you studied theater. Studied theater. Where are you studying acting, or where are you doing like playwriting, or like stage design, or what? Acting. Ooh, um, were you doing a specific method? It was, it's the National Institute of Traumatic Art in Sydney. Okay. Um, so it was the acting course, and it's Kate Blanchett and Mel Gibson yeah. and Sarah Snook. They'd all been there. Okay. Um, so it's a very sought-after institute. What was that experience like? Did you recently finish? I finished 2021. Okay. And... It was, there's only 20, 
of you in a class, 24, mm-hmm. I think we So had. it's kind of like a Juilliard style kind of thing. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And so I, I came out of that thinking, I actually don't want to be an actor anymore. Because mm. it was, I think I was just a bit naive in going into NIDA thinking yeah. what acting was. And then I came up with this completely different idea. And it's, I, I, I respected my actors so much more, but realized mm-hmm. I actually love filmmaking and directing a bit more than yeah. acting. Um, yeah. I'm sure I would never say um, never to going back, and but I think at this point in my life, directing is just more fun. Yeah. Um, so I'm just yeah, in the zone. I think it took me a, a good year to f- go, wait a minute. This I mean, that's a big, I think, anyone who studies something in at the college and university level it there's a certain level of like what the fuck did i just waste my time like when you realize like oh like i don't want to i don't like i can see the value in what i just did like it was a really great experience i'm glad i did it but i don't want to do that and now i have to make like a lot of different decisions and kind of like push myself in a very different direction it kind of takes a while to come to peace with that yeah i think and that's yeah exactly what i struggled with it's yeah tricky to accept I guess you don't you don't you don't think of it as yet yeah, wasting time, but mm-hmm. yeah, and I do, and I, I think I'm so grateful f- for that education. Like it's so unique, and it's like therapy, and it's yeah. Like I wish everyone could do it. I think acting and, and learning in that sort of environment is so special. This is very similar to a conversation I had on the bus earlier this morning. I was on the bus from Salt Lake to Park City, and there was this girl there, and I had seen her yesterday, and I was like, oh, like hey like twin like uh, we're locked in and she was telling me she was like yeah like i love going to this festival like i like i want to i want to be a movie so bad and i was like oh really like are you are you an are you an actor and she was like no i'm not and then she proceeds to like tell me all of these stories about all the different plays that she's been in like in the last three years and i was like well i don't I hate to tell you this, but like if you've been in eight shows like in the last two years, like I think you could just say like you're an, you're an actor, like that would be fine. And she was like, man, like I almost I almost retired after Beauty and the Beast. And I was like, what oh happened in Beauty and the Beast? And she was like, well, I was in the chorus and we were I was in the chorus and I was doing the scene like where like all like the plates and stuff come to life or no, no, no. I was in the scene where like Gaston and them go to get the beast and she was like and i dropped a lamp on stage because like we just got like all turned around and she was like i broke a lamp on stage and i thought like this is the end of me like this is the end of my career and i was oh like God, she really went full like dark place just yeah yeah and lamp. i was like why like i'm pretty sure it would be it would be fine like it would be okay and she was like bro you don't know how it felt like <gasps> like you, oh my God. <laughs> you weren't you weren't there with me when i broke that fucking lamp <laughs> um but i think actors are really interesting truly there's um you meet some very very eccentric personality who takes to acting and it really like bonds with them yeah i think you've got to really and it's one of the things that we learned was like talent can really be 10 percent and acting it's 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 who you are as a person and your personality above everything Mm. and i think one of the key things and i certainly struggled with was um, having a big, big personality and taking up space and being full of opinions and like, look, you look, look at all the actors today who just they're so outspoken. Yeah, they have so much to say. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that just you've got to be so so much larger than life. 
in the films that you've seen here at Sundance, was there a certain performance that you thought like, not just like, oh, this is really great, but oh, wow, this person has a lot of training and you can tell in a positive way. I think in um, American Society, David. Okay. He played the... Was that the guy who was like the guardian angel type figure? Yes. Yeah. Okay, the older one. The older one, yeah. Okay. I thought he was... Yeah, he just had that presence and had that skill. Okay. And even in the panel he was talking and he just has that um, that larger-than-life character. Mm-hmm. Like he's just so... That, that aura, that energy that actors have, they just... I think you're, I do think you're sort of born with it or you you don't it's were there people in your program where you were like how the fuck oh at my yeah um uh, there are a few i mean it's <laughs> not a few there were only 20 of y'all god damn <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh my god <laughs> um but sorry what do you mean by like so i went to business school and there were some people in my program it was like a very like top of the line program and there were some people where I was just like, who d- who did you kill? Like, which which person did you pay off? Like, how the fuck did you end up here? Because you don't have a bag chasing bone in your body. Like, mm. you just don't. Uh, and not, not so much that people weren't, that there were people there that weren't smart because everybody was really smart. Like, you had your test and, you know, all this stuff. Like, there was like a floor. But there were some people that just felt so unequipped to do the type of work that we were doing. Yeah. And did you find that in your program as well? I think so. I think so. We could we could all leave at the end. I think you could probably rank people on a little ladder, you know, who we thought was amazing and and I think my housemate, she was just like the most convincing, like believable. We'd be auditioning at home. I'd be in the shower and like she'd be screaming and I'm like, "Hold, I'd come out going, "Holy shit, are you okay?" She's like, "Oh, we're just doing an audition." I'm like, that was actually real. Like, she's just like, <laughs> so, she was so believable. And so, yeah, you could rank, and then you could put few at the bottom, and it's, it's, the ones at the bottom are the ones who are booking the most work. Mm. Who, um, really? Yeah, it's really interesting. Um, but, is the film and television own? industry in Australia, is it very, um, I guess I would ask, like, is it like LA? I think a lot of people are able to book really consistently just purely based off relationships purely based off sort of like convenient positioning inside of the industry or would you say that because it's a smaller market that it is a little bit more based on something else it's i guess because it it is a smaller industry but it it, i think it's still it's the same yeah it's a little bit of you know um there's only so many casting directors in Australia, less than I'd say twenty in Sydney. So it's mm-hmm. um, the acting pool is smaller, but also it's still very competitive, and um, it is. It's just, yeah, it's just smaller, just yeah. in every in every way. What type of movies are they making there? Um, good question. There's a range. I mean, Talk to Me, the horror film. Mm, they made that in Australia. Yeah, that made in Adelaide, I think, in South Australia. Um, okay. There's yeah, it's the small industry, the dry, uh, the top of my head. Um, it's yeah, I think it's thriving. I think COVID as well, mm-hmm. actually, because America's shutting down a lot of productions. Yeah. So they all came to Australia and did some. And they shot uh, Ticket to Paradise. Yes. In Australia, I think. Yep. Yeah, that's right. I really like that movie. 
I think oh, it was okay. miscast, but it, I thought it was a good movie. I never saw it, but I heard good. It's good for a plane. Yeah, okay. That's I, when I saw it, I, I was on a plane, but um, like my headphone jack didn't work. So the first time I saw it, I just listened to my own music and kind of just live scored it. Like while I read the subtitles oh, and I nice. was like, okay, like, yeah, like I think like this is a good vibe on my phone. And then I rewatched it on the plane coming back. I think uh, maybe I was in New York and I was going to California and went on the plane coming back, like the, 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 the shit worked. And so I watched it just normal and I was like, oh, like I, I kind of liked my version better because I couldn't hear, I couldn't hear the voices. Oh my and God. I think they kind of, yeah, miscast it, but it's like a fun movie. It's cute. I'm trying to think what else they did recently. There's Elvis, I think that was shot in Australia. They shot that in Australia. I never yeah. saw it. So I don't know. Really? Yeah, Elvis. I never. I didn't see Elvis team. I had mixed. I had mixed feelings about that. Okay, I think that was right. They were filming it as COVID hit. Okay. And then that's when Tom Hanks was the big. He was like the first celebrity to get it. Yeah, the and Gold then his Coast. wife was like, oh, "I just was drinking a little bleach and she, uh, drinking a little bleach and like taking ice baths, and that's how I got out of COVID." And people were like, "Bro, what the fuck?" And she was like, "I'm not telling you guys to go do that. I'm just saying what I did. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm just saying how I got over it. I don't know what to tell you. Fun times. I know I did. Were you in? A, you were in Fortress Australia. I was. What was that Fortress like? Australia? Because we locked everyone out. Yeah, yeah, that's what my. I have another friend. He his name is Reese. Shout out to Reese, and he lives in Perth. His whole family's from Perth. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and he was he was in the fortress until twenty twenty two. Like February was the first time that he had left since the beginning of the pandemic. He was living in London. Wow. When yeah. the pandemic started, he was like, "Oh, oh, I fuck, crikey, I got to get back to Australia." So he goes back, and then when he got there, he was texting me, and he was like, "This was the worst decision I've ever made. I should not have come back. Like, like fuck, like I'm stuck." He was stuck there for two years, and then his first trip out, he like came to New York. Okay. What was your Fortress Australia experience like? Depending on where you lived in Australia, it was so different because every state did its own thing. Okay. So Perth and that state, Western Australia, they shut off everything and everyone. You couldn't, mm. by the time COVID was sort of wrapping up, you could, my girlfriend at the time flew to San Francisco to stay with her extended family for mm-hmm. Christmas because she couldn't get back to her actual family in Perth. Like the border control was really strict and any time there's a little outbreak... You couldn't even move in between parts of Australia. You couldn't move. So Victoria, they had the one of the biggest lockdowns and mm-hmm. they had a lot of cases. You could not go in or out unless you were a medical um, in a medical professional and you could, you'd have to quarantine for two weeks. Okay. And that was mandatory. But a lot of states, yeah, you were just locked out. Um, wow, wow. So it was really yeah. Depending on where you live, Melbourne had it really tough. There were eight pm curfews. Mm-hmm. You couldn't. You, there were fines galore. Like it was just so bad. And a lot of businesses like Melbourne really hasn't recovered still. I was gonna ask. Like, do you feel like? I think in New York, it was. Uh, it's. It, it, things were just different. Like it just it changed permanently. Like it's a different city now. From like, bef- like before we were on one vibe during was like ghost town and a lot of people left i left for a long time i was in mexico for a little while it was weird but then when i came back it felt like a different city and i think in la now like places that used to be like jumping like mel melrose avenue is like a ghost town now fairfax is kind of like a ghost town after like 7 p.m because so much stuff has closed 
Um, so I would say that like maybe on a social level, people have like recovered from COVID. Like a lot of people are like, okay, woohoo, back to life. Like, yeah. But like the civil society itself is not really anywhere back to normal. It's in a, it's continued to progress, but like in a, in a different direction, like Mm. to the right or something. Yeah, exactly. I think, and I think it's tough for the, I mean, I look back when it was, I must've been like 21 when it started. Now I'm 25. I go, um, how did that happen? Well, it's like a, and I think the people who were like 27, 28, then came out of COVID and they're like 30. Yeah. And they're like, fuck, well, what if I'm 30 now? Like, I think, yeah, there's a little bit of, there's just a chapter in our lives that's, you feel like you've lost. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot, especially for the, I've got my partner, he's in, um, childcare. Okay. And he says that year group, I think years two and three. Mm-hmm. who were in COVID just have no social skills with each mm. other because they were doing homeschooling online. So yeah. like they were really, it's a tough generation. I think everyone's, in, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see in the future, like what age groups. I think that was like, so at the beginning of COVID, maybe April, May 20, or April, March 2020, there was a, a really big debate. My family is from Texas. So Texas was like on kind of a just a, just a different vibe. The whole South was, but there was a big debate on whether to close the schools or not. And people thought that that debate really hinged on well, if we close the schools, that means that we admit COVID is real. So <laughs> they don't want to do that. Um, but then the, on the other hand, it was like if we leave the schools open, that is a huge huge vector for spread because it's like children. You children are like dogs. You can't keep them away from each other. Like if there's a disease, they're gonna spread it to each other. But the sort of like the next level of that was the fact that if you pull kids out of school, then there's a certain level of development that just can't happen. And also you Mm. can't get the time back. Like if they don't learn X, if they don't learn how to read at age four, like from a teacher who knows phonetics to teach it to them in the proper way to learn, like then they just never learn to read at that same level that they were at. And so I feel like those sort of like fundamental forks in the road will only become more meaningful as that, as that age group gets older. Mm. I'm very happy that I was, at the tail end of my education when, when COVID happened, for mm. sure. Yeah, they're formative years, I think. Yeah. You don't... Yeah, it'd be interesting to see yeah, what happens going forward. Well, anyway, we've been talking for a while. Oh my God, what we have? What's the time? I know, it's oh been passing. God. Every moment on Alita's Anthro is just a joy and a pleasure. Oh my God, it's um, quarter to one and I've got really? a 9 a.m. flight. All right. I'll be fine. I'll be up at seven. Final thoughts on Sundance and your time in America. Loved it. I think I got a little bit of altitude sickness. It's felt a bit mm. little exhaustion. Did you feel? I, I felt the exhaustion on day three. I was starting to, f- I call it summer camp sickness. Like when you're just having so much fun that it actually starts to make you ill. Yes. And so I started to yeah. feel that yesterday morning and I was like, okay, I think it's, it's getting close to wrap it up. And then today, multiple people that were like on panels and that I was talking to were saying that they were starting to get altitude sickness. Right. Yeah. It's a, yeah, it's a real thing. I didn't realize. Didn't I've been me. where I live in LA. I ride across a mountain to go to work every day. So the altitude hasn't been bothering me. Cause you're but used to it. Yeah, I'll be getting up there. Up the mountain. Yeah. On my e-bike. But, yeah, I feel that. Okay, okay, so you loved it. You feel altitude sick. 
Um, and I w- I'd come back. I think I'd love to come back next mm. year. I'm on like a my friend's staff travel for hit the airline, so it's oh okay cheap to get here. So yeah, standby, standby. That's it. Very um, cool. So I'll be back. I had a great time at Sundance. I hope that next year I'll have more clout. Mm, you guys, when I get my clout up, every last one of you on the list. Please. Every single, every single party, every single uh, private chalet event with the Japanese gangsters, like, you're in, don't worry. Um, I want to get more clout. I feel, too, though, like, there's, a, there's, like, a real game to how to do this festival that I didn't know before yeah, I started. Or, yeah, before I came. So, like, I'll, I think next year or the next time I come will be even more fun. And I'm also, too, wondering, like, what type of experience did people have this year that really knew how to do it? Because this is also really the first year that Sundance is like back, back. True, COVID, yeah, it went online for a bit. Yeah, so I'm like looking forward to that. And I think, I mean, I've had a great time in Salt Lake City. This hostel that we're at has been a surprise and a half. Such a good hostel. Such, yeah. I'm going to give a solid review. I'd come back. Oh, 100%, I have to. Yeah, I would, but actually don't say the name because I believe in gatekeeping. Oh, yeah, no, don't, we can't get, so, get too popular. So I, don't want, no, yeah. I, don't want any, I don't want anyone to blow up our spot. Um, but, yeah. Like, we, don't say Salt Lake City because there's not that many. Oh, where are we? We're in Park City. We're, we've we've <laughs> already it. revealed that we've already doxed ourselves. We are in Salt Lake. We are singing in a hustle. If you want to find... narrow it down. Fine. If you want to find out, then I, I guess you can search and, search and look. Um, but I would stay here... Um, I would stay here again if I was coming to Salt Lake, but if I was doing Sundance the way that I really wanted to, I would stay in Park City because mm. there were some movies that I saw. I saw the hostel and it was all it was all booked. Like for this, must be booked out months ago as well. Yeah, I would book my accommodation like in like September, like as soon as they dropped the dates, I would book it because I feel too. Even if you ended up not being able to come, like somebody will take it. Yeah, like you definitely. can find someone. Um, and there were movies that I sat through that I would have left if I could have just gone back to like my hotel down the street for sure. Yeah. But because I was like, I was like, I have money for one Uber back to Salt Lake. I have to choose carefully. Yes. I was saying and, and sitting through it all. But and I'd come back to Salt Lake and Park City, even if it's no Sundance. I love this city. Oh, really? Yeah. Different. It's just so You're fun. into winter sports though. Yeah. I'm into. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I did try to do a bit of skiing today, but I couldn't get on the mountain. Did you get on the mountain while you were here at all? No, the ticket. I think the one day tickets are insanely expensive, and I was going to yeah. try and get. They try to get you to friends. get that icon pass. Yeah, that's icon, the whole business. Yeah, it's it. oh, epic, 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 epic pass. Yeah, yeah. I've never had one though. No, I can't. Why don't I live here? I can't justify buying yeah. a thousand dollar pass. It's expensive. It's expensive. My old landlord had one. And she was like, Nick, I'm going to Utah. Like, I'm coming over. Because she, like, kept her skis inside of, like, a storage unit that was, like, inside of the apartment. And so she was like, Nick, like, I'm coming to get them. Like, are you home? And I was like, what the fuck? You're just going to Utah on a Wednesday? And she was like, yeah, bro, just snowed. So, real. Shout out to Ava. Um, any last words from the, from the studio audience? Anybody want to jump in? Sundance takes. You have a good time. Any highlights? Second day, that's real. The website is better. Yeah, the, the website is way better. Yeah. 
yeah i think the website is way better and the app is a little bit non-functional and when you're in park city your data doesn't really load that well mm. to be trying to use it yeah because it's like a new one yeah all right well thanks so much charlie thanks so much you guys thanks for having me signing out with the latest anthropology catch you on the flip ciao